Join us on the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where each week we will talk about faith and family and anything and everything in between. We will talk as Christian men living in a world that has seemed to push God further and further away. What a terrible episode that's going to be, but we're going to talk about it. All right, go ahead, Seth. Oh, we're going to get started? (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. So last uh, episode, we were talking about how sometimes we have this undue stress upon ourselves trying to figure out what is it that we will become. Um, You know, there's there's as as we ask our students or as we grow up, we're trying to figure out, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, astronaut or a doctor and, uh, you know, athlete. There's so many different things that uh, we have in our minds. And then as we grow up, we have like, man, I need to really figure this out. And there's so much stress and there's so much potential that we do have. And there's this pressure that parents sometimes put in, on us, that uh, teachers put on us. Um, and I think that that's undue to a degree because we're not being still, we're not asking the Lord, what is he, what plan does he have for our lives? Mm-hmm. And I quoted Thomas Kelly um, a few episodes ago about resting and not being in the the feverishness of life. And he said, we have, we have three to five things that we have been put on this earth to accomplish. Um, and I, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that seems like that's not a lot. Yeah. Um, but well, I've accomplished like, none of those. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like not You're a lot. You're still young. <laughs> Thank you. Ish. Uh, so <laughs> as we go through this potential that we have, like there is a reality that we do have to accomplish some things in this life. We do have to provide for our families and, and there are things that we have to accomplish, but we sometimes get ahead of the horse and we don't ask the Lord to lead us to where he, what he wants us to accomplish. Yet he also, there's the whole thing about how he, the, the flowers of the field are, are so beautiful and, and dressed better than Solomon ever had been and all these beautiful, wonderful analogies. And yet we stress out over these things, but there's a balance. The things that we have going on, there really is, there's a responsibility mm-hmm. as a husband and as a father. And that's some of the stuff we want to talk about. And we feel like we've failed a whole bunch of times. We do. I, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, Seth, but Alan and I have had these conversations and I feel like I've messed yeah. up so many times. It's crazy. I've either blown my top, <clears throat> lost my temper um, made terrible financial decisions. I'm just horrible with money like half the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we do have a responsibility to provide for our family. And that's a biblical responsibility. It really is. As a believer in Christ, are you genuinely seeking to be Christ-like, follow the Lord, and then using his example of selflessness and protection and provision, are we doing that for our own families? And I think there's, so like, I know there is a balance there. You know, Nehemiah talks about that, protect your family. Um, in first Timothy five, it literally points out that we're called as believers to take care of, of widows and family. And literally it says it, you'd be better off to be an unbeliever. It's worse to be a believer and not be willing to take care of and take your responsibility as a father and as a husband and provide for your own family. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that, Alan? Yeah, I think based on my, my upbringing, I, I feel like I'm dogging my parents out when I say this, but they had their issues. And I, that was like my main thing when I got married at 19, I'm like, I'm going to be the man, the husband, the father that I, I never really had. Yeah. Not to say they didn't try, but they had their issues. So I kind of raised myself mm-hmm. and to put that, but then I didn't, I think I put the undue stress on my family, especially my son at the point and my daughter, my, my daughter's funny. I, 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 I make fun. She probably just walked out the door. She has done so many things. Like I, I'm like, what do you want to do? I, I will put them in something to find something that they love. I'm like, all right, we tried equestrian, very expensive hobby, by the way. If don't ever get your daughter <laughs> or your son into equestrian, I mean, just a helmet for equestrian is like $500. Wow. So, and then she's on this horse, this horse, she's 12 years old riding this horse. I'm like, ah, oh, she's going to be an equestrian rider. It's going to be great. 
and then she falls off the horse. I'm like, nope, we're done. Get out of here. <laughs> so so much for that. Uh, the yeah. saying, you know, you get back on the horse. He's no. like, no, don't get back on it. No, because oh, I thought she's gonna break her neck. I just kept thinking of what's his name who fell off a horse. I Christopher, Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. But she's done so many things, and then nope, 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 nope. And I'm just putting her and stuff, putting her and stuff. Instead of just kind of letting her find her path. And yeah. my son was the same way. It was like baseball, baseball, baseball. And, you know, I think we talked about it. I lived my life through my son mm -hmm. and you tried as a parent not to do that, but I did it. I was that guy. I was the mm -hmm. typical, he's going to be in the major leagues. And if I would have really paid attention and watched him play and I would have known at an early age that that was never going to happen. <laughs> but I just oh, thought he would great. get better. <laughs> Hope he doesn't listen. He won't listen. I won't tell him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right. but he found his own path eventually and he's doing well. And he'll and continue he's in college. to do so. Yeah. So I think the stress that we put on even ourselves as, as fathers, as husbands, sometimes can eat at you. I mean, we, I, I lay in bed sometimes in stress, but this week has been stressful just based on going back to school. I work at a school. I stay there until I'm there from seven in the morning till I got home at eight 30 last night. And wow. I was yeah. like, I told my wife, like, man, I'm gonna take a shower and come up. We'll watch TV. I was out. Yeah. And it's just that stress. And I was like, I was trying to read uh first Samuel the other day and I started reading, I probably read, three lines and I was out. I'm like, man, how am I going to ever get this time with the Lord in? How am I going to do that? So the undue stress is a big thing. And that's that being still part that we're still talking about is hard. Yeah. And family, raising a family is hard. And you, you got a long way to go, Seth. So. Oh, and Seth, Christopher Reeves, he was this actor that played Superman. Superman who Christopher Reeves was. You know, I just want to share, you know, you're a lot younger yes. than us. <laughs> yeah. It's good because it's exactly what we're talking about, right? Yeah. You're out there working. You're trying to provide for your family. It's, it's a biblical model and a biblical example. But there is there is a balance because we also get so stressed out and put so much pressure on ourselves that we will sometimes come home and almost take it out on our family, even though they're the ones we're providing right. for. And we're the ones who disrupt the peace mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. our home sometimes. And I don't know if that's true for you or not, Seth, but I, I only reason why I can say it's true for Alan is because we have had these conversations over the years where we'll end up on the phone and talking about this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. oh man, I blew it again. You know, mm -hmm. like I was so frustrated or, or so tired and you know, my kids just needed my attention. Like you've got younger kids and, mm -hmm. and you come home and your kids just need your attention. They just want to see you and spend a few minutes with you or whatever, but man, you're, you're wiped out. Mm -hmm. And to, to be quite honest, sometimes it's one of those days where you're like, dude, I just want to have a beer and chill out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and I, and you kind of zone out or whatever. And that's a massive problem. Uh, sometimes it's needed there. I get it. There's a balance, right? A little bit of me time, if you will, but you're a man, you have a responsibility to your family. That's a financial responsibility, but also more than anything, a spiritual and a leadership responsibility and, and a, to provide a sense of peace. Yeah, based yeah. on um, Seth's coffee choice, I figure he wouldn't have a beer. It'd be like a Shirley Temple and chill out. Agreed, which it, it is probably be better. A cider. <laughs> it would for sure be a cider. <laughs> it's true. that coffee order yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm always hitting these guys up like, well, can I I'll grab you guys a coffee? And Alan's like, I'll just take a coffee. I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting a coffee. Seth is always like, I'll do the caramel latte. <laughs> Almond milk, oat milk. Yeah, I'll do all it's, that. That stuff is better for you. I don't know if it is better for no, you. It's, it's got not, so it's much sugar worse. and stuff. It is. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. No. Okay. So I do want to share a very quick story and then I've got to kind of be quiet because I've told you about it and it really was funny when it happened. Speaking of maintaining peace and stability in the house, because it really is responsibility, but yet this is kind of a goofy example. We're out to dinner with my wife and my daughter and myself. We met some friends. Uh, by the way, I'd like to dog that out. I can get my daughter to go places with us quite often. My son has kind of got so many friends. He's so busy. Um, my daughter does too, but you know what I mean? So the point is 
We're out to dinner. Your daughter doesn't have any friends. Is that what you said? My daughter has no friends. <laughs> she is uh, not on my favorite list right now. She, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's a she's a grammar Nazi. She's, she's uh, a. She's been yelling about Alan and all his descriptions of these podcasts because his grammar is horrible. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> she's probably right. So, but we're out to dinner, and then my son calls. We're out to dinner. You got to understand. So he collects. He has. He likes pets, and that's awesome. I love pets too. I had tons of them when I was a kid. But he has a couple of tarantulas. That's not a real pet. Well, okay. Listen <laughs> now. Picture this. You know, you the old Indiana Jones movies, like the creepy crawly tarantulas. Like mm -hmm. they're like that. I pictured that in the Brady Bunch. Yes. Oh, see, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> that, so you know the Brady Bunch then? <laughs> that was a show. What's that? Yeah, I'm right. kidding. <laughs> so anyway, he's got two tarantulas. Okay, we're out to dinner. I'm going to make this as fast as I can. We're walking out of the restaurant. He and like I said, he didn't come. I think he had just got back into town or whatever. But he calls my wife and he says one of the tarantulas got loose. Well, he has two tarantulas. One of them is like this one that you can hold. I don't know. I, I'm not a tarantula expert, but it looks cool. It's about as big as your hand, but it's like relatively safe. Apparently, its fangs can't reach you to bite you somehow unless you really mush your hand into it to bite it, to let you it bite you. But then he has another one. I don't know what it's called, but he spent like a hundred and something bucks on it. And it's like a deadly viper type of a thing that is like twice as fast as your average tarantula, twice as ugly. Wow. It's got, it's red and it's as big as your hand and it runs a hundred miles an hour. And it's the most deadly tarantula known to human beings. You can keep as a pet from what <laughs> right. I understand. Wow. I might be exaggerating a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, but still, it wouldn't be in my house. That okay. would not be in my house. So these are his two pet tarantulas. He calls us as we're leaving the restaurant. And he says, one of the tarantulas got loose. So... I, of course, knowing he has the two different tarantulas, said, which one? He says, the one that we don't want to get loose. <laughs> so we go home. We're late for another engagement already. But I said, you guys, I don't, where could he possibly be? He's like, I don't know. He can be anywhere. I've been Googling it and YouTube and it, trying to see where they'll go. They like to go like anywhere and everywhere. And they're super mobile, super fast. And they, oh, and by the way, they can live for months without food and water, three, four months. So I'm like, oh, okay, good. So this is perfect. He'll be so another, so he'll be just fine for the next three to four months until we find him. Oh, that's awesome. No one can sleep. We're staying in a hotel. <laughs> we got this deadly little giant spider living in the house. But I had to make that decision. I said, no, I, I do not care what happens. I know we're late for this other engagement. There's people in town that came into town for this engagement. We were already running late because we had double booked some some family events. But I don't care. No one's going anywhere until we find this thing. So we're getting flashlights. We're getting gloves and Tupperware, whatever it takes. And we're, we are treating this house like a search warrant. If you've ever searched, served a search warrant, which Seth, I doubt you have, Never. you have to search every nook and cranny. So we literally spent so much time tearing this house apart. And guess what? My son founded it. Uh, by the way, after a while, we weren't finding it. And I do want to give a, an amazing shout out to the way the Lord works. I said, we need to just stop and pray because God honors our prayer in the little and the big. And I am not kidding. Maybe within five minutes, my son is in my daughter's closet. Right. So this thing made it from my son's room, cruised through the bathroom, crossed the house and we're digging through. And I mean, when I say we took out every single shoe and every single closet, like this house looked like a bomb went off. Wow. And there it is in my daughter's slipper, this deadly poisonous. <laughs> wow. By the way, we couldn't get it to come out of the slipper. So what we did was we sacrificed her slipper right into the terrarium. Well, your <laughs> slipper is now a terrarium home for the tarantula. <laughs> the point of that entire story is it's a goofy one. And it's real is that one, we had a deadly vipers, uh, poisonous thing living in our house uh no one was going anywhere until peace and stability was brought back to that home because mm. no one was feeling very comfortable about sleeping mm. in that home and so as a dad that was a part of my responsibility to say no one goes anywhere until we have resolved this issue so that we can have peace in this home i just wanted to share that quick story on that i uh, feel like it's biblical it goes yeah. into the nehemiah no, four is. the first timothy five you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. definitely biblical very heroic too by the way right I mean, on his part your part 
come on, look at me. I was out there. I was like yeah. Indiana Jones, dude. Well, as a father and a leader, I would imagine you would say no to a spider like this in my house. <laughs> Get a cat, man. <laughs> Get a hamster. You can leave the hamster in the house overnight. Who cares? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Do you have any pets? Seth? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't like pets. No spiders. Why don't you like pets? I just don't. I have to clean up after them. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, I got two pets: a seven-year-old and a five-year-old kid. Yeah, I got to take fair, care. Of. That is a fair point, man. That yeah, is a no. fair point. But along those lines, um, yeah, I think we we talked about it on other podcasts. I mean, even changing the changing my whole lifestyle over the last five years and not like I was stressed and my family out. You coming Just, home stressed causes the turmoil in the house, yeah. and it should be exactly the opposite. Yeah. And as you as you say, rest in the Lord and you just take a break, your family is less stressed. And that's, I think that's being a leader for your family, being mm-hmm. a godly man, as we've talked. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, it's not always perfect. I mean, I get mad. I got mad at the dogs on the walk today. My dog, <laughs> speaking of cleaning up after dogs, I'm like, oh, go to the bathroom, go right here in the grass, go in the grass. He goes in the grass, sniff, sniff, sniff. Then he walks, goes in Mill Street, cars are coming. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, dog. <laughs> Just go in the rocks or the grass. Yeah. And then I was angry. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so I didn't think, I didn't know we were going to talk about this topic. So I was looking up uh, the word pro- provide and uh, it comes from Latin providere. Uh, I hope I said it right. But that means to see before. And uh, so how do you as how do we provide by seeing before things happen? And I think for, to, to our point here is that if, you, if you're not slowing down to look where things are going or where your family's going, you're not, you're going to lead them somewhere that, that is uh, not providing them um, the life that God wants for you and for them. Mm-hmm. So for, for us, like how do we get above the noise to see before so we can protect our family from those those dangers ahead? Yeah, that's good. By the way, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and Google some Latin stuff as well in case yeah, I want to respond. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> actually, you know, what a wonderful point, though, because yeah. you're actually you're foreseeing is this sustainable or is this mm-hmm. safe or or what might be the result of this that might benefit our family and does our family honor God in the, in the mm-hmm. decisions we're making as a family which by the way that's a that's a really tough yeah, thing to navigate yeah. yeah and you think where we're at in our age and where Seth is and I look at where my kids are where my my I mean my daughter's what 16 now and I'm not sure where she's going I don't even, I don't have a clue what she's going to do in her mm-hmm. life but I feel like the path that I've taken has been the right path with obviously bumps in the road. And sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very happy and very, I thank God every night for what he's blessed me with. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, when I graduated high school, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like yeah. working at McDonald's cause I didn't like school. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm sitting here doing a podcast with you guys and mm. sitting at this table is just a blessing in itself. And who, who would have thought, who would have thought 25 right. years ago when we started on the police department, this is where we'd be. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the path that I've taken as, you know, the, the people that he's brought into my life, the Lord has brought into my life has also, also helped shape me. Yeah. And I think that was all, you know, mm. what is it? Providere. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. I like yeah. that. Providere. That whole, well, and then there's Just that sense it, of providence, right? Like right. Where we are provided so much and then we're, but it's not for us to hold for ourselves. It's mm-hmm. actually that we might share it with others, starting with our families. That's what the yeah. first Timothy five that I was talking about. It literally says like, like if you've been blessed, cause we've been blessed with much, right. you're called as a believer to then share that blessing. 
and, mm-hmm. and it starts with your family, but of course it extends out. We're, we're considered work to be a vessel. Yeah. And, uh, I want to share maybe next time we can jump in on leadership stuff mm-hmm. based on that exact principle, which is if you have been blessed, like Seth, you're a very intelligent guy. You've been blessed with intellect, with the ability to learn, with the willingness and the, and the drive to, uh, then how can you use that to help others? And there's, hmm. there's leadership principles in that as well, uh, being humble. and Yeah, I think that's where we'll go with the next podcast, uh, leadership. So guys, get ready. All right, we'll finish this one. You got anything else to say, sir? No. no good. Wait, I wanted no, him to start no, talking, no, but no, you no, cut no, him no, off no. like you do both of us. Yeah. Try to no, you guys are <laughs>